plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star. Are you are the party starts now. Well, power partners, howdy, howdy, howdy. It's our informational playground, Star Style. Be the star you are. I'm Cynthia Bryan. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network, the empowerment channel, as we do every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific. So we're so glad that you have joined us. The miracle moment for today is uh, brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity in our 22nd year of serving the community, the country, and the world. You can visit be the star you are dot org or btsya.org. And Gloria Steinman said this, a man travels the world over in search of what he needs and returns home to find it. Do you ever feel like that? Especially these days where we're not getting to travel anywhere. So I guess we better find whatever we're looking for right in our own backyards. Well, today uh, we're going to be um, talking quite a bit about relationships, brain power, and also um, how to stay safe and some other things like COVID in retirement. Do you know there's over 502,000 death, deaths as of today? Um, well, actually, that's as, as of last week. I don't have today's yet, which is really kind of crazy. Also, relationships are really challenging, but when two people retire and the relationship can become much more complicated, and sometimes it even takes 10 or more years before couples feel satisfied. So, How can we learn to transition from a working life as a couple to a couple who has lots of time on their hands and may be sheltered together for the pandemic? We're going to have to relearn wants and needs, so we'll give you a few tips. And it's unclear how the virus attacks the brain, but there are things we can do to keep our brains healthy. So we're going to try to beat the challenges and build some brain resilience. And of course, as always, we're encouraging still uh, to embrace healthy lifestyles, wear a mask, continue social distancing, and get a vaccine when it's available. And then if we all assume responsibility for this pandemic, then hopefully we can get over it much faster. And that is our goal. So uh, let's see, before I start in, I was just going to say, now this is as of, uh, let's when was this updated? Okay, no, this is actually current right now. So US COVID cases and death statistics, and this is current as of today. A total cases were 28,447,887. We're only talking about the USA. Right now, 18,608 of those are severe. 502,055 have died. Recovered, 18 million. And the re- total recovered cases, though, of people who have received it is 65%. And it looks like, according to the stats and according to the CDC, possibly because so many people now are getting vaccine, the total number, I mean, it's not that many yet, but we're getting there. Total number of vaccines administered, 56.3 million. And as far as cases in the United States the last 30 days, it looks like it's going slightly down. So that's a really, really good thing because I know so many people are so frustrated and they're just tired of staying in their own little bubble and their own little area. And they're just, you know, raring to go and get together. And people definitely want to get together to 
hug one another and um, you know celebrate different things. So we'll take we're gonna just have to take it um, little by little and do the best that we all can. But in the meantime, just do your part if you can, because I do know that a lot of people. I had an email this morning from a very upbeat, bubbly girlfriend who said that for the last few months, she just feels so depressed because it's so, so hard. She's a person that is constantly traveling and that has had her wings clipped. And, you know, that's really hard when your routine is upset. So um, hang in there. We're getting there. We're getting there. And we can only get there if we all do it together. But let's talk about our brains right now because we need to do some positive steps to grow a healthy, happy brain for now and for the future. And step one would absolutely be to think about connection for protection. Maintain a social connection. Even though we're in a physically distant world, um, we may not be able to hug and kiss whomever we want, but we can certainly maintain and we can even create new enriching interpersonal relationships and we should make that a priority. The pandemic has really caused widespread emotional distress and increased risk for psychiatric illnesses. And though we don't know yet if conditions like depression from COVID-19 are happening directly uh, because of people being so isolated or it's from the infection or if it's a combination of things that are going on. But But we do know that this is complicated and the picture is ever evolving. What we do know is that prolonged social isolation need, uh, leads to memory loss and that loneliness is a risk factor for cognitive decline. It's a risk factor for dementia and loneliness can even lead to death. So it's all the more imperative to fight back against loneliness and remain socially engaged. So what would be the tip? How do we do that? Um, when you ask somebody's how they're doing, how their well-being is. Don't just accept the, oh, I'm doing fine. You know, dig a little deeper. Ask what's happening in their life. You know, what makes things fine? Because that's, it's really critical because otherwise so many people, and I'm part of this too. When somebody says, how are you? Oh, I'm doing, I'm doing well. I'm fine. I'm great. Whatever. But, you know, ask for specifics because, um, When you do that, it engages the other people, and then they will feel less isolated. Also, ask people for guidance. I mean, just like your parents. If if you're lucky enough to still have your parents or grandparents around, it lets them feel like they are being useful when you ask them a question. And by asking them a question, that activates their mind. So when you can, participate in virtual chats with friends and families and when you can see people in, per- in person, focus on the eye contact. It's more important than ever to ease the stress of all those masked faces. Plus, um, there, there's a loneliness, well, there's a lot of loneliness researchers, but uh, at the University of Chicago, they said that the eyes in particular reflect more authentic emotion. That's what their findings are. Like today, um, I have a broken pipe again, uh, <laughs> with so many, with with so much property and so much irrigation and so many water pipes, I seem to always have something that's breaking. Either the deer run into it, or the boars, or you know, maybe it's just the hill sliding. But anyway, I was fixing a broken pipe today, and a neighbor came and just walked up and was, you know, within a probably about. 10, 12 feet. And we had just a great conversation. I hadn't talked to them in a long time because we're just, you know, we're not seeing each other. But it was so nice just to catch up outside in the fresh air while they were watching me fix my pipe. I probably should have said, climb on over the fence and help me. Anyway, the second step is eating properly. There's no such thing as just immune boosters. And even though there are some foods that we call superfoods, you know, there's that's really kind of just a made-up word for things like spinach and broccoli and kale and um, salmon, you know, with, that has the omega-3s. The most important thing is that you eat for resiliency. 
and maybe take advantage of a Mediterranean style diet because those diets of that food diet, and I don't mean diet like trying to lose weight diet, I mean diet in the terms of what you are going to eat, is um, filled with fruits and vegetables and whole grains and lean proteins and it includes seafood and healthy fats and nuts and seeds. So people who follow anti-inflammatory diets such as the Mediterranean uh, the Mediterranean uh, regimen may additionally gain some beneficial effects against any infection. So the tip for you today is try to eliminate any processed and sugary you know, foods from your diet. Maybe just swap out at least one meal a day that could be processed and therefore inflammatory and ground that new meal in fresh whole foods. The third step for brain power is move more. I mean, exercise is still considered the key to mental acuteness and a healthy immune system. It can counteract the negative effects of isolation and confinement and stress on immune function. We also know now that exercise improves immune responses to infections and could even help to develop better immunity with the aid of a vaccine. So all of this ultimately is going to protect your brain and its vulnerability in the face of any infection. So the tip for you for today is... Access to exercise is really better than it ever was. Um, and there's because there's all kinds of online programming. So you don't have to think about going to a gym. You can just find a corner in a room, um, log on to a virtual class, and just get moving. You don't have to have a membership or anything. Or even better, do like me and go outside. That's far safer than being inside where the virus can linger longer. So discover new, less crowded routes. Take a walk. Go at quieter times of day. You know, take a run, do a bike ride, roller skate, whatever that is, just get some exercise. Now, the fourth step is uh, sleep. Boost your immunity through more and better sleep. And I talk about sleep, um, uh, you know, a lot here because I was absolutely the worst at that when I was a lot younger. I mean, I, I really, really thought that um, I just needed to have a couple of hours of sleep a night and I could push as much into my day as possible. But it catches up with you. So our sleep habits have changed throughout the pandemic because we have a big shift in our routine. But this isn't the time for you to lose sleep because sleep is actually your secret weapon and it replenishes and refreshes your tissues and your cells and especially your brain cells and your immune system. When you sleep, that's when they heal. It uh, when you're sleeping, all of the waste and debris in the brain is rinsed away, and otherwise it could foment disease, and it strengthens your memories if it's cleaned. So a good night's sleep, you'll wake up smarter, you'll have a, your body will feel better, you'll have a sharper mind, and you'll be able to deal with the day's stressors more. So a couple of tips is you might want to take at least 30 minutes to wind down before bedtime. But if you can bump up that relaxation pre-sleep activity, that means no screens, you know, no computer. Maybe you're watching a movie or maybe you can uh, read a book. And if you can bump it up to at least an hour, it is going to help you get into REM quicker and have you have a deeper, better sleep. It's helpful. You might want to keep a dream journal as you're going through this pandemic and you'll notice patterns in your dreams over time that you might not just get from thinking about individual dreams. And if you're an anxious person or if you have anxiety about the next day or anxiety about anything, it's really a good idea to plan out what you want to dream about before you go to sleep and maybe read some positive affirmations or a funny, you know, a couple of funny um, jokes or a funny story, something like that. Have something happy to go to sleep to. And then the fifth step 
is uh, how to get rid of anxiety and fears by learning something new. Because when you learn something new, it distracts you from what's negative. And we know that there has been a lot of negativity for the last few, well, how many months? It's a year now since the pandemic and then all the riots and then, uh, you know, we, we won't go through all that, but you know what you've been through. And so it's exhausting. So when you uh, can do, you could do some distance learning. Like if you've ever wanted to play tennis, for example, do you realize that you could go online for probably um, a less than the cost of a pizza, you know, and f- uh, for a month, and you could be taught tennis by Serena Williams, or you could, they have all these classes online, and some of them are free, lots and lots of stuff for free, so you can up your challenge of learning something new, and you could also teach a class yourself, if you're good at something, there's all kinds of educational platforms that will allow anybody, without any formal credentials, to share their expertise and interests with the world, and so If you want to, um, you know, teach sign language or something about the stock market or computer skills, go online and see if you can register to teach something. Um, And, you know, everybody's life has changed over the past year and nobody was prepared, nor did we welcome this pandemic. But it's here. It's challenging. But we have the opportunity to engage in new habits, new ways of thinking, and it'll make us more resilient to illness and mental decline. And we have ways that we can boost our brain right now. So let's just bet on a sharper future by taking better care of ourselves and just get your brain into resilient mode. Well, we'll be back in just a bit. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. Don't you go away. We're going to talk about what happens when you decide to quit work, retire, or even just work from home. And now everybody's in the household. Don't go away. I'll be right back. Be the star you are. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show. Well, I'm here. I'm Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. This is our power party. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network and on the Empowerment Channel. So, are you working from home? Is everybody in the home now or... Are you somebody that has decided to retire and uh, now you're having to readjust like everything, uh, your relationship especially? Well, nothing can ruin a successful relationship um, like retirement or 
having coming home and not having your job anymore or working from home or having just a real big change of pace because you're not prepared. You're not prepared. But it doesn't have to be that way. So I'm going to frame this as um, people who retire. But when I say this, keep in mind that the same principles kind of hold true in a relationship, even if uh, you are now working from home and your partner or your spouse was, or you know, and you were actually leaving the home before. So now everybody's in the house together. So it's hard on a relationship. Um, would-be retirees are really instructed to have a financial plan and how to make sure to create a life that's going to be fulfilling and engaging. And you can have the best financial advisors and as much money as you need, but if you haven't thought about the impact of being together in your relationship like all the time, you're probably missing a key ingredient, ingredient for a successful and happy stay-at-home time. And again, this includes people who are actually still working, but you're still having to be together. So how do you achieve that satisfaction in both your relationships, if you're retired in retirement, or if you're working from home in working from home? So there's a lot of research out there that is showing that um, – how couples reduce the potential strain that being together all the time can have on their relationship harmony is especially as they if they're planning for or entering retirement is how to balance the competing demands of work and life because a relationship is usually put on the back burner when you know one or both um, partners are working or if you're raising children, or if there are other responsibilities. A lot of people these days are caregivers and they're caring caring for their aging parents. Now, work can give people, and it usually does if you like what you do, a deep sense of meeting and connection and self-worth. But when work goes away or it comes home to stay, it's often difficult to suddenly learn to cultivate your worth from being at home, from being by yourself, or just being with your partner. And what's more, if you have neglected the relationship, you know, and so many couples do after they've been together for years and years because they'll give priority to work or they'll give priority to child responsibilities, and you take away that work environment and all of you know, the colleagues that you were um, interacting with and the children. And then that neglect of the relationship becomes overwhelmingly obvious. So to avoid this, what we need to establish is a comprehensive plan to adjust to being at home, to retiring, to any kind of transition, because it's not going to magically take care of itself. Now, that could be anything that involves aligning your financial goals, your health needs, travel plans, which probably there aren't many of those right now, um, relationships with other family members, relationships with other friends, and relationships with colleagues or past colleagues. By working together as a partnership on this, both people are going to feel respected and valued, and self-worth and identity move away from your individual and your work and your colleagues, and they move to having mutual needs and shared goals and having those be what is essential. So, for example, if, um, if one of the partners had been a stay-at-home parent, let's say, and the other, the other parent was the working parent, and now both of them are home, it's you get into that feeling of okay, who's going to do what? Where where are the roles? Um, the wife might be complaining that the husband is just watching TV all day and has become irritable, but then the husband may just feel like he's angry and tired and hopeless and feeling helpless um, for whatever reason. And so you have to really come to some kind of understanding. It's really important. The key is simple, but often difficult. The key, talk to each other. 
You know, the research has shown that 84% of of people believe that they could confide anything in their partner, but it's essential to foster necessary trust and security um, so that you can navigate being together either in retirement or during this pandemic and reconnect and nurture your relationship. Couples need to feel united in this transition, and it goes a long way toward helping reduce feelings of jealousy or disconnection. Now, one of the hard things is to relearn your partner's needs. You know, um, there's been a common myth. I mean, and it's it really is a myth. If you're in a relationship, you know what a myth it is, that you can read each other's minds or moods and predict the needs throughout life. Well, I don't know. I don't think that's really true. Obviously, you can tell when someone is angry or sad or, or you know, maybe has a lot of anxiety. And it might be true at one moment in time. But in reality, people in relationships evolve and adapt to survive and thrive. So it's particularly important during any large life cycle transition, such as um, uh, working from home, pandemic, you know, sheltering or retirement. And to if you want to evolve and adapt to satisfy your partner's changing needs, it's essential to have a strong, um, a strong relationship of communication. It really is critical that you can really communicate what you care about, what you need, and um, what isn't being met so that you don't feel resentment and anger. Because when needs are left unmet, couples become deeply unhappy, and they can even become really bitter about one another. And as I said, they can become definitely resentful. So it's really important um, that you talk to. You need, everybody needs to feel valued, appreciated, and they want to be affirmed. And of course, we all want to be respected. And it's when you're in a work environment, usually you are respected at work. But then when you move home, sometimes you don't feel like anybody respects you. And that can take a toll on you. So you have to talk about it. And you have to have that view that if you're not getting the respect um, and the affirmation that you need that you ask for it and you be really clear about it. You can't assume that you know one another well enough to not have to reevaluate what your needs are because otherwise you're going to f- end up feeling disconnected and unhappy. So if you're going to leave the workforce or if you're moving your work to home, express yourself and let your partner know exactly you know, the kind of space you need, the privacy you need, or the time that you want to spend together. Um, Be more emotionally open and develop some accurate perspectives. Increase your caring actions and uh, be forthcoming about what you need to navigate because the times they are changing and we have to learn to embrace roles. You know, uh, (laughs) couples need to realize that whatever role they played before this time in their life. It may not apply now. And that means anything large or small. It could be as simple as who's controlling the remote control or who decides what food is going to be eaten, who does the cooking, you know, who arranges the Zoom calls, uh, who gets to be, you know, who gets to be in a room at a certain time if you really are in a small space and you need to be, um, you need to be working, whatever. So you just need to discuss. You have to discuss everything. It's really critical. And then once traveling starts again, you know, people are going to want to go places. So who's going to decide um, what to go? Now, I would love it. Like in my household, I have been um, the cook. I grow all the food and I cook all the food. And you know, I get tired of cooking every single day. And then on weekends, you know, the three meals a day, it's a lot of work and a lot of cleanup and a lot of prep and all of that stuff. And I would love to um, have my husband say, 
hey, I'm going to take a shot at cooking. But he'd have to learn how to cook first because it is a skill and it is an art. And you kind of don't want to be eating things that just taste terrible. But in any case, you know, it's okay to hand over the baton uh, because we're going to need to hand over the baton if we're going to stay together and um, and really navigate these tough times that we're in. So couples who consider how their relationship is affected by their daily functioning is going to position themselves to adjust and redistribute roles as desired. And if to be successful, you want to reach a high level of satisfaction and especially if you've been together a lot of years and that, those honeymoon, you know, that honeymoon bliss is over, you've got to really be able to get together as friends and colleagues and maybe, maybe work partners as well. So negotiating the togetherness is, can be tricky. Couples are often surprised to find that they have very different ideas about how much time they should spend together. Some spouses feel really rejected, abandoned. Others feel smothered and resentful when they just start making assumptions about what is closeness and what is separateness and what should we be sharing. So, for example, if a couple had a a really high level of separateness um, in their working years, like, um, you know, they both went to different places to work. Maybe they saw each other. Maybe one traveled a lot, so they weren't seeing each other all that much. So when they get together, one spouse could be overwhelmed and another could be annoyed when the partner is always around after retirement. So we just have to work it all out. The, the problem is that we tend to speak two different languages. So by renegotiating a level of closeness and time spent together and improving communication skills, you'll be able to change the meaning that you ascribe to one another's behaviors. Instead of seeing a husband as lazy and aloof because he's watching TV, maybe the wife would see him as just being exhausted and needing to recover and just have some downtime. So maybe instead of seeing the wife as being smothering, the man would now encourage a more active lifestyle and maybe encourage doing some exercise together or taking a walk or doing something that is going to feel a little bit better. So people who believe there's an agreement on expectations regarding such things as time spent together and affection report higher rates of satisfaction in a relationship as well as during retirement and during this pandemic. So this is something to really um, to really think about. You can uh, make sense by understanding and finding tenderness in your past. Maybe share some of your um scrapbooks if you have them or if you're not a scrapbook person and you you know you have your online photo album or whatever it is check it out or if you've ever created you know something what I'm saying is just look at memories memories sometimes can just bring you together because just being around one another doesn't mean that you're together it can feel just as lonely as if you if uh, as being apart if you're not on the same page so when you're stressed, to you know, to forget, you tend to forget that you had some good times. And if your relationship is strained because of changes brought on by recent events, you may wonder what you saw in one another in the first place. So by reminding yourself of the answer, it's a powerful tool to move forward. So people who are able to reminisce about their partners and their spouses have a higher rate of satisfaction during retirement. So maybe maybe once a week. I don't know if you have a Sunday dinner or whatever it is, but maybe just, you know, once a week talk about something in the past that was really fun. And now that we can't travel, maybe get out those travel memories or any of the books that you might have bought on the travels or maybe some of the artifacts that you have picked up or the knickknacks or whatever it is. Maybe dress up, do something that is out of the ordinary that spices up the relationship and just makes you remember that why you like each other. So 
remind yourself of what you like. And that's a powerful tool to move forward. People who are able to reminisce are definitely going to be happy, happier at least. After all, all couples, if you have been a couple, no matter how long or how short, you have had a moment of success because that's why you were a couple. And it's easy to forget. You have learned some important lessons throughout life and you've established careers. Um, perhaps you're married, perhaps you have children, perhaps you have grandchildren. Um, you know, you might have won awards, you've gone on trips. Whatever it is, is there's a rich roadmap for how to adapt for the times that we're in. And if you're deciding to stop working or retiring, those are a wonderful key to the journey. And those are things to remember. So also you could tell each other about a lesson that you learned from the past challenge and face together, uh, you know, uh, or laugh about something that happened in the past and how you got through it. I know for me, so many things that I did when I was in my teens and 20s and early 30s, I would never, ever do now. And I think to myself, oh my gosh, I am so glad I survived that. <laughs> but I can laugh about it now. And and I also wonder, how did, how did we make it through? You know, how did we make it through? How did something terrible not happen? So those are some tips for helping you make it through this pandemic and uh, as well as retirement together as a team in your small space, big space, whatever space you have, you need to carve out time to embellish and create your relationship. Because, uh, you know, long term, the best we have in life are our family and our friends. And the closer that we can keep our relationships fresh and vital and fun, we're going to be happier. So you're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are radio show. We are coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel where I hope I am giving you some tips to encourage, inspire, and empower you. And we'll be back in um, a little bit just after a short break. So don't go away. Stay with me right here on Star Style. Be the star you Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Luck doesn't happen. You create your own opportunities, and when people like you respect you and have fun being with you, chances are you're going to build rapport with them. And business succeeds when you have rapport with clients and customers. These relationships become your community. So try thinking of everyone who is important to your business as an old friend and communicate your desire to work together. Always be the first to offer assistance, knowledge, and support. Invite the other person to get in touch with you after a meeting or a Zoom and that way increase friendly cooperation. Soon you'll become a trusted business associate. People do business with people. They don't do business with businesses. No matter what the cliche, business is personal. So treat others as you want to be treated and reap the rewards of rapport. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's CynthiaBryan.com. Be the star you are. The star you the annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Bethestarur.org. Dare to care.
follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show. Okay, well, we are back. And thank you again for staying with me on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. And I, I want to hope, um, I hope everybody had a great President's um, weekend with Valentine's Day. It seems like there are so many celebrations and that people are celebrating a Healthy Heart Month and also um, a Black History Month. There's so many things that are going on. So the point is just celebrate life every day. Let's celebrate because we have to make 2021 a year of optimism and urgency. I mean, when we look back at 2020, oh, we're so glad it's in the rearview mirror. I just go, such a sigh of relief. But also, we have to look at the, you know, recognize a tremendous amount of work that we have ahead of us and be prepared. The COVID-19 pandemic, the thousands of people have lost their lives, the millions who've lost their jobs, the multitude of small businesses that closed their doors for good, and all the other disruptions that we've had have really left an impact on all of us. And It reminds me of what um, Martin Luther King said in 1967, as we're talking about Black History Month, is that we are confronted with the fierce urgency of now. In this unfolding conundrum of life and history, there is such a thing as being too late. This is a time for vigorous and positive action. So I agree. We just want to be really positive and optimistic. And I'm a very optimistic person, as everybody who listens to this show already knows. And so I'm all about being vigorous and positive. So uh, the crises of 2020, they have a way of making it really clear to us that there are challenges that we're going to face. But, you know, remember the Great Depression of the 1930s? It illustrated to many Americans that there was an urgent problem of economic insecurity. And that actually led President Franklin D. Roosevelt and the Congress to seize the day, carpe diem, seize the moment, and passed Social Security in 1935 in the midst of a Great Depression. So in a similar way, this pandemic is going to force us to think about long-term solutions for all of us to help us live live longer, age better, enjoy life more, and be healthier. And not just for the privileged, but for all people. So we need to engage with one another and ensure that we can make 2021 a better year. Because um, in 2020, we saw the world of labor transformed as millions of people had to uh, move, do their jobs virtually from home. And that was for the very first time. That has really not happened. And, you know, even for myself, after... Um, so many years after three decades of working out of a, um, an office space and a studio of having to give that up and move the business into a home office, you know, it really has, it changes things. And there are long-term implications for the workforce of the future. So we're looking forward to seeing how employers ensure that people can keep their jobs and will be able to um, work from home in an expedient and happy way. I had to call the phone company yesterday because I had an irregularity on my bill, which seems to happen a lot with the phone company. It's like you call the phone company and they tell you that this is going to be your bill and then you get your next bill and it's twice as high as what they told you. But anyway, I had a really lovely conversation with the, um, the person who was the representative. And he told me that he was working from home. He was sitting in his master bedroom that he has created like a little home space um, because his, he's been working for the phone company for 20 some years and is considering opening his own business. But for right now, you know, he said he's being paid well. 
and his families and his kids are in another room during their virtual schooling and his wife was in another room uh, doing her work but he was just saying how fabulous it was to work from home he loved it that he didn't have an employer or a manager or whatever looking over his shoulder and um and, you know, making comments. He loved that he didn't have to listen to other people's conversations that he didn't want to hear. He loved it that he didn't have to worry so much about uh, the pandemic because you, he didn't have to keep six feet apart from his family. He was in this little bubble because I love being able to get up and have a healthy snack as opposed to having to go to a vending machine and grab something. Uh, he, he loved that there was no commute. So, he said, my car um, is sitting, there's no gas charges, I haven't had to have as much service on my car, there were no tolls or bridges or any of that that he had to do, which, you know, you think about this, and he said, and best of all, I'm not having to dress up for work anymore. And I thought, you know, it is great. I know that we all laugh about um working in pajamas or sweats or whatever, but there's something to be said about uh, the time that has been saved, that you can put that energy into more time to do your exercises or the things I told you at the top of the hour to really help your brain power. Maybe, you know, for that time that you would take to, as a, I mean, if, as a woman, I haven't put on makeup in, I don't know, probably a year now. <laughs> and I'm so happy. My skin looks great and my hair looks, everything looks great. It's healthy. Um, but so maybe it's a good thing. You have a little bit more time to take care of you because you don't have to spend that time commuting. Here in the Bay Area, most people have an hour, hour and a half. Some of them have a two-hour commute. Each way we're talking. That is crazy. That is just crazy. So uh, just we are learning new ways about working and new ways about getting along. So through the past year, we've rediscovered how important our homes are and how important our communities are to us. I mean, this is a benefit. It's a blessing from COVID-19. It has forced us to transform our homes into offices, into classrooms, into healthcare facilities, into entertainment centers. So this is all a plus. I mean, all people should be able to live a life of dignity, of good health and purpose. And in 2021, we want to collaborate with our businesses, with our government leaders, with our community organizations, with our nonprofits, and really bring the best to a reality. So this year can be a time for vigorous and positive action. And I'm really optimistic that by working together, we will all emerge from this pandemic stronger, more compassionate, uh, more loving, and more empowered. And we're going to be able to choose how we live and how we move forward a little bit, um, a little bit better and, and more accurately. So my wish for you is that you're going to be able to do all of these things as well. So as much as we are not enjoying the pandemic, let's, let's look at the blessings that it's given us. And it's, a, it's given us definitely a wake-up call so that we see what's going on and how how we are part of this whole ecosystem. So um, I only have a minute or two left in the rest of the show, but as I have uh, expressed to you, I have been privileged to um, be on the nominating committee, and that's all over, to help with the nominations for the Screen Actors Guild Awards. And they have been announced, and now we're into the voting. So there are, it's really, I think, kind of incredible how people are able to watch their favorite movies and all kinds of things from home. So um, if you haven't seen all the good things that are out there, uh, this is the time to do it. This is definitely the time to check out what's, what's out um, some of the movies that I think people are going to want to see are probably going to be The Father, One Night in Miami, Sound of Metal, 
these are um, all nominated movies that are that are up right now and um, going to be. Uh, what's the word? That I think more and more people are going to going to really enjoy them. So um, you know, check out what you already have on whatever uh, streaming service you have, and then check out YouTube too, because a lot of these production companies are presenting you know, backstage of what went on on the projects. And I think you'll have a lot of fun with that. And speaking of backstage, um, next week I will be back to doing our Wednesdays with uh, writers and performers. And I'll be interviewing an actor and an author. And we're going to get some backstage information, one of his books is about Hamilton because he's actually a bartender at Hamilton. And we're also going to look at the paranormal uh, with uh, his book. And I'm really excited about that. So make sure you're tuned here because it's going to be a really, really lively and fun um, interview. So that's our show for today. I hope you can take some of the tips away from it so that you will boost your brain power and increase the love and uh, compassion in your relationship. Make sure you are tuned in to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, every Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, and I am always your host. And then if you would like more stuff, make sure to check out our teen show that airs on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific on this empowerment channel. It's called Express Yourself. And we, um, the teens are still are interviewing all kinds of authors, actors, uh, activists, medical professionals, all kinds of interesting people. So you'll get a lot from that too. For more information about me, visit CynthiaBryan.com or if you'd like to buy any of my books, they come with a lot of extra goodies. You can click on the store and They'll be shipped out right away. To make a donation or just get involved with Be The Star You Are, visit btsya.org. As always, I hope that I've encouraged you, informed you, maybe amused you a little, uh, motivated you. That is my goal. I want you to see beyond your physical being. Know you already are the star you have dreamt of becoming. And cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. And since spring is on the horizon, pick up a copy of Growing with the Goddess Gardener, the Goddess Gardener or Chicken Soup for the Gardener's Soul, two garden books that I think you will really, really enjoy. Because as the weather it gets beautiful, you're going to want to be outside and you're going to want to be digging deep. So until next week, when we celebrate once again, remember... Love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles keep us happy. Keep celebrating all week long. I'm Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you to be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self. Have a great week, and I'll be back with you next Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific. Thanks. Be the star you the star you are, be the star you are, you are the star. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.